0: It is the season to be jolly. Fala la 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 la. There it is. Hey, hon, you got the saw? What saw? That'll do. Merry Christmas! A uh, couple things right away. First, my name is Sam, one of the pastors here, and then second, uh, it's the afternoon, not the morning, guys. Uh, they said, like, good morning, like, three times. I like, think When you come here in the morning, and you're here in the afternoon, you kind of sink into a black hole, and you still think it's morning, but it's more afternoon, just in case you're wondering. And then third, I mean, wow, like, if there's ever a time in the entire year to let loose play Trans-Siberian Orchestra and celebrate, it's at Christmas. Wasn't that awesome? was that so much fun? <laughs> Oh man, it was so much fun to to celebrate like that, but as we get into today, as we talk a little bit about this special thing called Christmas, there's something about getting into the mind of a spectator of one of the greatest moments in history. Asking the questions, what must must have been running through their mind? Do they feel the weight of it in that moment? Did they walk through the whole thing like it was a dream? Was it the story that stuck with them? Was it the, the story that they told their grandchildren for year after year after year, like the grandkids coming up to them at Christmas saying, tell us the story again, Grandpa, tell us the story. There, there's just moments like that that change us, that changes, that become a part of, this, of us just because we see them, just because we're there and we get to witness them ourselves. I, I think it's why we pack stadiums or for championships or we go to see concerts I'm wondering if any of you have noticed this at all. Uh, they, they do this thing now where people are filming like a, a sports competition or something like that, and it, it's grown. They do it now more than they ever have before, but, but they tend to film and show people's reactions when things happen, like from the fans. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nod your heads. Yes. Yes? Okay, so I was watching the World Cup a little bit ago, and, and uh, Argentina won, right? They beat France, and, and afterwards I saw like a couple things of the, of the last kick or whatever, but what I didn't, what I saw more of was actually the fans' reactions, and it was amazing. Check this out. Take a look. Wouldn't that have been amazing to be there? Like, that was incredible. That's so cool. We, we love these moments because we get to experience it with them. We get to feel, if even just for a little while, what that's like to say, I was there when, or I remember when, to make it a little more personal, I, I remember when the Bucks won in six. Or I was there when the Packers won the Super Bowl. Man, those were good old days. Uh, <laughs> Or I was at a Taylor Swift concert. Not me personally, but I've heard that's a thing now. I don't know if you've heard about that. Apparently, it's hard to get a ticket. Uh, maybe you were there when you witnessed a speech. You saw an act of bravery, a moment of compassion. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, the, the high school football team, I wasn't on the team. I didn't play football. But the football team won the state championship. And uh, it just so happened that that day, I also got my wisdom teeth out. Um, So I remember thinking, like, I'm hurting, but I'm going to go to this game. And if I yell a lot, I know I'm going to hurt even more. But you know what? I was there, right? Like, I was there for it. And that's something, right? We show up because we want to be amazed. We want to see something special. We want to be part of something worth remembering. It's the best when it's an underdog story. Uh, when it's the team that was never supposed to win, when it's unexpected. Uh, For example, the talent shows are great at this. Like you watch a talent show on TV and and people come up on stage and you look at them like (laughs) that's gonna be bad, right? And then they like open their mouth. Maybe you remember this one from years ago. Take a look. All right, what's your name, darling? My name is Susan Boyle. Okay, what's the dream? I'm trying to be a professional singer. And why hasn't it worked out so far, Susan? I've never been given the chance before, but he's hoping it'll change. I dreamed a dream and time gone by <laughs> time I I Didn't expect that, did you? Did you? No. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Where they blow you away with something special, something so unexpected which it makes it even more incredible. It fills you with that like jaw drop moment you just saw, the awe that you experience. I think that's why the shepherd's story captures us so much because what they were headed to see was the thing that people had been longing to see for over 700 years when, when this was written, when it was written that all right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God with us. That's what the shepherds got to see themselves. I and mean, isn't it just unfathomable? God with us. God walking around here. In, in my life, there have only been a, a few moments where I've done that whole like laugh-cry thing at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? Like that really embarrassing, like you don't know how to like get the emotions out, but they just come out in weird, awkward ways. Like, like just a number of times. One is when I watched my wife walk down the aisle and that was embarrassing. Um, she was she was amazing. I just looked like a fool, like laughing, crying. And then, uh then, the other time that that happened was each and every time that one of our kids was born. There were three boys. And each and every time there was that moment, I just, I just didn't know how to process it. Like you, just, you just can't express it. You just <laughs> express it through like laughing and crying. And it just kind of comes out in some weird, quirky ways. Like snorting all the different things, right? Uh, maybe you've experienced a moment like that. A laugh, cry moment. But to be there when Jesus was born, can you imagine it? I mean, there's this rawness to birth, this delicate, excruciating, fearful, awe-inspiring moment of that child's first breaths, of that heartbeat, of the first cry. Life is is so delicate and we know this more than we'd like to, but, but that's the point. That's what we're talking about when we talk about Emmanuel. That's what we're talking about when we talk about God with us. We're talking about flesh and blood. We're talking about first cries, squinting eyes, tiny toes. We're talking about that that body that you could basically almost hold in the, the palm of your hand, precious and vulnerable. God with us. Everything about this moment is just so unexpected and it feels so risky because because it is risky. It is risky, but, but that's God's love. God's love is unexpected. God's love is risky like that. And that makes this something incredible to witness, to wonder at, to be surprised by. It would set the stage for, for who Jesus was, for the kind of life that Jesus would lead. Jesus would make himself available, available in a vulnerable way. Uh, that's how he arrived, right? Vulnerable as an infant. But, but that's also the life that he lived too. He, he stopped regularly along the way. Like he'd go on a journey, he'd be heading somewhere and somebody would tap him on the shoulder and he would stop. Mid-journey. Look at the person, give him all of their attention all of his attention and actually like be available for that person in that moment. That's what he did. He, he recognized and cared for people. Jesus was willing to stop, to see, to listen, to pay attention to, to be perceptive of, but he, but he wasn't just willing to stop and listen. Jesus also was, was curious. Do you know how many questions Jesus answered in his entire ministry? He was asked 183. Jesus was asked 183 questions in his ministry. He answered three. That's pretty good, right? (laughs) Three questions. He answered three questions. Do you know how many questions Jesus asked? Jesus asked 307 questions. If you want to be like Jesus, don't feel the pressure to explain Jesus. He didn't feel the need to explain himself. If you want to be like Jesus... And represent him well. Ask questions like Jesus did. Be curious. Get to know people. Find out what they need. Find out what they're struggling with. Find out what they're passionate about. Unexpected and risky love. It it takes real curiosity. And that's the way Jesus lived. Jesus, he, he asked this question once. I was a risky question. It was a question that Peter would ultimately answer, but it it was risky because Jesus was asking this question of his best friends in the world. And in fact, he was asking the question of his only friends in the world. Like he only had 12 of them, like these 12 guys that walked around with him every day. That's, that's all he had. And so he asked them this question. And the question was this, it was, who do you say I am? And that's a risky question especially when you're asking your best friends, your only friends, if they get it wrong, if they mess that question up, like that's uncomfortable. Like if they do not really think that much of you, that's, that's an uncomfortable moment. But thankfully, in that moment, Peter steps up and he says, he replies with, he replies with, you are the Messiah sent from God. Here we are this afternoon celebrating the birth of, of Jesus and I'm curious have you answered that question for yourself who is it that Jesus is who is it that you chose to show up to celebrate this afternoon what difference does he make in your life are you curious enough about him to ask yourself that question? Who, Who is Jesus? And the thing about Jesus is, is even before you fully understand him, you can't help but be amazed by him. Even from the, the moment of Jesus' birth, he had this way of, of inspiring people to not be able to stop talking about him. Like when the shepherds, right, they go and they meet Jesus. It's this amazing moment. But the, the thing that they do directly after meeting Jesus is this. It says this. It, it says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them and, and this, about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Do you know how crazy those shepherds must have seemed? Like, think about it. Okay, these guys are from out of town. They're kind of scruffy. They've got like rags for clothes. They're the outcasts. They're the people that nobody listened to. And and all of a sudden, they show up in Bethlehem and they begin to talk to people and they say, We just saw angels. And not only angels, but the angels, they told us about the Savior. And and not only that, but the Savior is born as a baby. And you won't believe this. He's even kind of cute. Like, can you imagine, like, hearing this from the shepherds? They must have seemed kind of crazy. But they couldn't help themselves. They had to share it. It had changed them. It had filled them with wonder. It was so unexpected. Do you keep it to yourself? Or maybe the better question is. Have you allowed yourself to wonder at the story of Christmas and the life of Jesus enough to inspire you that so much so that you can't help but keep it, help keep it, help but share it with other people? What would it take for you to rediscover that kind of wonder? the wonder that the shepherds couldn't hold in because they just experienced God with us. Emmanuel, God in person, Jesus. Here's the the part that everyone misses. Uh, There's this Christmas song, right? It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? You've heard this before. I'm not gonna make you sing it, don't worry. But you've heard that song before. We're told that we should feel at Christmas time all of the peace, all the joy, all the good emotions at Christmas. And it's a season where we're told we should be giving, we should be generous, we should feel some magical Christmas cheer. But, but that can feel like a really big cheap shot, can't it? And it is. It's, it's unfair to expect that. You can't tell someone they should do something without explaining to them how to do it, how to have it, how to experience it. You can't just will yourself to feel that way. But the answer, the answer, it's so simple, we so often just, you know, glaze over it. We miss it. You can't give unless you've received as you walked in today, uh, hopefully you found one of those, or you, your, your household got one of those red ornaments. Uh, can you get the house lights? Can you look at those and just take those out for a second? Do you have those? Uh, a kind of fun little thing to take with you to remember Christmas Eve today, uh, and hopefully that was a fun thing that you weren't expecting to get today as you walked in. If you didn't get one, um, make sure you grab one on your way out. But for four of you, uh, it's not just that, it's actually a little bit of extra, because it's just fun, because it's Christmas. Four of you should have a golden star on it. If you have a golden star, could you just hold it really high in the air? Like anybody, is anybody willing to do it? And, and Danny and the beautiful plaid stuff up back there, he's going to give you something. Uh, we just thought we'd have some fun and give away a little bit extra here at Christmas. So we, have, we love ripping, so we love some downtown places. There's some, there should be four different things that are handed out from gift cards to downtown Ripon. And if do we have them all? Do we get all four? Danny, do we have them all? All right, we got them all. Good. Awesome job. Way to go. You guys have good eyesight. Well done. Good job. All right. So hopefully that's a little bit of unexpected fun, because that's just always a good thing, right? It's fun to give gifts. But here's the thing. You can't give if you haven't received. And some of us feel tapped. Some of us feel exhausted. A lot has been taken from us but God is still giving. When we practice receiving God's risky, unconditional, unexpected love, we grow our capacity to give it away. When we practice receiving God's risky, unexpected love, we grow our capacity to give it away. When we practice receiving that, we're, we're filled with its generosity, like a child who races down the stairs to catch a glimpse of the presence under the tree. What if you race down the hill with the shepherds this year and caught a glimpse of a baby that steals your breath away? A child by the name of Jesus. Jesus, the savior who would make himself vulnerably available to us. Jesus, a king who serves us and is curious about us and and actually cares about us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus who would show love through self-sacrifice even on a cross. A gift that offers us new and eternal life and a way of living now that is far better and fuller and more purposeful than anything else can ever offer. It's hard still. Life is hard still, but it's worth it. Forgiveness and freedom and relationship and friendship with the God of the universe. And what if you allowed yourself to wonder at that and, and practice receiving that this Christmas? Maybe it's the first time you've been willing to open yourself up to the possibility that God could really love you like that. Maybe it's after some days or some months or years of, of feeling like life is too hard to think that that's possible. But maybe today, maybe today you're willing to open yourself up to that glimmer, that glimmer of hope that maybe someone could love you like that. That maybe God really does care about the struggles you're dealing with. Maybe you could open yourself up to the fact that he cares enough that he would send a child into this broken, messed up world to live a, a real and difficult life, one that ends on a cross and And all for the purpose of saying, hey, I know this life is hard, but here's this gift. This gift that brings it purpose. This gift that makes it meaningful. This gift that connects you to the God of the universe who loves you so much. So much so that he would die for you, that he would be born for you into this world. To begin a a lifetime of wondering at this like you could do that you could begin a lifetime of wondering at his unexpected gift the gift that changes everything I and mean, if you're here today and and you have never thought that that was possible or something that was actually for you I'm gonna say a prayer in a moment that you can say God I actually do want that gift I want to receive this thing because I've been running on empty and I don't know how to do it by myself or or maybe you're here and you've, you have experienced some life and yeah, you've been following Jesus and you've, you've accepted that gift, but it feels like it's lost its wonder because life has felt so hard lately. So in a moment, I'll pray that we could be reawakened to the wonder that is running down the hill into Bethlehem to see this child that would be the gift of God with us in this world and how that literally changes everything. If you want either of those two things, would you bow your heads in this moment and pray with me? Dear God, we are just so incredibly grateful for the fact that you would send your son to be with us. Some of us have, have maybe thought that this, this gift is, is too good. It doesn't apply to us. So today, God, as we think about that and realize with this maybe glimmer of hope that it really is good for us, we want to say we love you, Jesus. We we accept this gift that you are to us and we want to follow you with our life. And for those of us who have maybe said a prayer similar to that of wanting to follow Jesus and, and accept the gift that he is, but it's lost its glimmer, it's lost its hopefulness, we ask God that you would help us to see it with fresh eyes, to see it new and that you would change us because of that, that you would help us grow closer to your son, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.